This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Today, our guest is Steve Sless, who is the National Reverse Mortgage Division Manager for Primary Residential Mortgage. Steve, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Thayer. Thanks for having me, Gary. Really appreciate it. So uh, you have over 20 years of experience in, in the mortgage industry. What, what got you into to doing mortgages? That's a great question. Uh, so I, I got into the mortgage industry when I was really 20 years old. I can't believe it's been close <laughs> to 20 years already. Um, you know, for me, I, I was in the car industry. I was a finance manager in the car industry for, right out of high school. Uh, and then made the natural transition at the time, the mortgage business was really taking off. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of subprime and refinance back then. Uh, I, I discovered very early on in my mortgage career that I just wanted more. Uh, I wanted to provide more value to the clients. You know, it's one thing to lower their interest rate or to get, to get them some cash out, but what's my niche, right? How can I really make an impact in the mortgage industry? And it took until 2008 until I discovered and learned for myself what a reverse mortgage was, right? Prior to 2008, I had, I had heard about reverse mortgages, but I think I had the same negative connotation of reverse mortgages that a lot of folks have today. Is it they're either too good to be true or they're, it's just a way to, for the government to take your house. I mean, you hear all these myths and misconceptions, but you know, in 08, I really dove in uh, head first, became educated, empowered myself, uh, and in doing so, I learned what a really impactful, powerful product the reverse mortgage is, and I haven't looked back since. And uh, I've only done reverse mortgages since 08. Okay, that's uh, that, that, that's great. That that lots of times people you know go for a long time in their career before they find the niche and kind of are, are able to stay with it. Um, you know, with the reverse mortgages, I mean, there's definitely you 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 touched on it that there are a lot of um, negative. Uh, things that are out there about it. And most of the time when all you're hearing is negative, that means that it's not good or maybe people just don't know. So can you tell us what some of the pros and cons are to having a reverse mortgage? You know, I I think it all comes down to that education. It's not for everybody, but reverse mortgages have evolved over the years to really be a well-rounded financial planning tool. Uh, admittedly, back in 08, when I started doing reverse mortgages, they were a loan of last resort, right? If you, right. If you were broke and you were out of money, uh, you depleted your retirement savings, but you still had some equity in the house, a reverse mortgage was a way for you to leverage that equity to be able to stretch the rest of your money to, you know, to hopefully to not run out of money in retirement. And over the years, the product has evolved into a retirement planning tool where it's used proactively now instead of reactively. 
I think the problem with the reverse mortgage in the past was you had too many folks that were using it reactively. One of the uh, requirements of the reverse mortgage is that you have to maintain your taxes, your homeowner's insurance, and you have to maintain the upkeep of the home. Well, if you're reactive and you're using the product reactively and you're already out of money, you know, <laughs> that was happening before. And the folks that were taking reverse mortgages out as a reactionary tool, they were already destitute. They were already out of money. All the reverse mortgage did was it prolonged the inevitable, which was, look, it was too much home. The homeowner probably couldn't afford the home. And at that point, they should have sold instead of taking out a reverse mortgage. That caused a lot of people to default on their taxes and the insurance and failed to meet the obligations of the loan. And the result of that was you had a lot of homeowners being foreclosed on. So I think the biggest misconception with a reverse mortgage is that you could lose your home. Nobody has ever lost their home simply because they have a reverse mortgage. You have to pay your taxes, you have to pay your insurance, you have to maintain the home. Now that the reverse mortgage is being used proactively and a lot of folks in the financial planning community uh, the American College, who puts out a lot of curriculum for financial planners, they've adapted, uh, adopted reverse mortgages as a tool to stretch one's retirement savings proactively, not reactively. The result has been uh, we are at only a 2.2% foreclosure rate for reverse mortgages right now of folks that fail to meet the obligations. That was close to 10% about 10 years ago. So as an industry, we've done a really good job of teaching folks, use this tool proactively, not reactively, and you have to maintain the obligations of the loan. So with that, um, what are some of the, you know, when you, you're saying that, that you're using it proactively to help with the financial planning and things like that, it, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we, we do that with a lot of our financial uh, advisor partners who we sit down with them and we say, look, your, your client, it's likely that for if you have a client that's over 62, uh, there's a good chance that the majority of their net worth lies within their home equity. Let's come together and figure out how that home equity fits into the piece of the, fits in as a piece to the puzzle in an overall comprehensive retirement strategy. We look at it like this, right? The home is a low growth potential asset. Historically, the home is going to go up three to four three to 4% per year. Your stock portfolio, your bond portfolio, your 401k, your IRA, look at what they've done over the past 10 years. It's likely that they've grown by more than three or 4%. And so strategically, it makes a lot of sense to use the equity in the home to allow your other retirement assets to do their thing, to grow, to compound interest. Um, so that's one strategy. Another strategy is using the equity in the home as a buffer asset. Right, a, a pool of money, a bucket of money that can stand outside of the portfolio that can be used strategically when needed. Right, so if the market takes a downturn, you turn to your buffer asset. A lot of the, the most of the very astute financial investors have enough money where if there's a downshift in the market, they don't have to tap into their retirement portfolio because we all know tapping into the retirement portfolio during tough economic times could have devastating effects. So having a buffer asset set up, it's great for a down market. Using the equity in the home instead of using your other assets is also a great strategy to protect and preserve your other retirement assets and let them to grow and compound over time. Right. Can we take kind of take a step back and, and a, have you explain, you know, really what a reverse mortgage is and kind of how it really works? Yeah. Great question. Again, 
Reverse mortgage is simple. Uh, it is for folks that are 60 plus, and it's a tool that allows them to tap into the equity in their home without the requirement of a monthly mortgage payment while they still own the home and continue to live there. So similar to a traditional mortgage, this is gonna make some of the wealth in the home accessible. But the real benefit of using a reverse mortgage in your 60s, 70s, or even 80s, as opposed to a traditional mortgage, is that there's a flexible monthly payment option. There is no mandatory mortgage payment. And so it's up to you, the, the consumer, the client, whether you're going to make a payment and treat it as a traditional mortgage, or whether it will be more beneficial for your retirement lifestyle to forego making payments and defer payback until you leave the home. So in... In either one of those situations, um, what's the interest rate compared to, you know, a conventional uh, mortgage? Yeah, so I think another common misconception is that reverse mortgage interest rates are higher. They're actually not. Uh, we're closing loans right now, reverse mortgage loans in the high twos. So 2.8, 2.9. There's variable rate options, which are a little bit lower. There's also fixed rate options. And that's where, you know, to figure out what's best suitable for the client, we sit down, uh, we conduct a financial assessment. We review goals, uh, talk about options, and let the you know our job. I think is just to empower the client, the family, and the advisor with all of the information for them to make the most educated decision. Uh, but interest rates are right on par with traditional loans. So what happens? So I guess what's the what's the most amount that uh, you know, not at dollar wise, but just as a percentage of that the reverse mortgage would would lend based on a home? Depends on the age, and it also depends on current interest rates. Uh, I would say on average, anywhere between 50 to 60% of the value of the home. Okay. So when, you know, mom has a reverse mortgage, mom passes away, what happens then? Yeah, so no different than a traditional loan. The house is going to go to the heirs, whoever it is that mom and dad have decided to leave the home to. And the heirs have a few options. Option one is they can keep the house and remain in the home. If they want to do that, pretty simple. They pay back what mom and dad borrowed from the reverse mortgage, plus the interest that's accumulated over time. Uh, and then any they, they can stay in the home from there. So we they would call, get a payoff. They would pay off the loan either by refinancing it into their own name, or maybe mom and dad had a life insurance policy, or maybe the kids have <laughs> funds of their own that they can use to pay off the reverse mortgage. So that's option number one. Option number two, and I think the most common option, especially for adult children nowadays, they don't want mom and dad's house. They can come in, sell the home, pay back the reverse mortgage or the proceeds of the sale, and any remaining equity is theirs to keep, and that's their inheritance. The beauty about reverse mortgages is that they're federally insured and they're non-recourse loans. The non-recourse means that no debt can be passed to the heirs or the estate, right? So it's almost like gap insurance for your car. Right. You buy a car, you, you, they offer you gap insurance. If you go out and total your car, you owe $30,000. The insurance company cuts you a check for $20,000. There's gap insurance that covers that $10,000 difference. Reverse mortgages has that they have that same type of insurance, that gap insurance. So if mom and dad owe $400,000 on their home and it, you're only able to sell it for $350,000 or $300,000, the FHA insurance covers that gap and you as the, um, as the heir or the estate, you just walk away. Okay. 
So if um, someone gets a reverse mortgage, you're saying that they could treat it just like it's a traditional mortgage and pay back the, the, the um, principal and interest. Yeah. Now, are there any additional fees that come along with a reverse mortgage? There used to be. Most of those fees, in fact, almost all of those fees have been phased out over the years. This is a very different reverse mortgage product today than it was even two years ago, particularly five to 10 years ago. 10 years ago, and I'll be the first one to admit, when I got into the industry, these were expensive loans with high interest rates, with prepayment penalties. There was ongoing servicing fees. You know, For some, it was the right financial tool, but for most, there was better alternatives. And over the years, the industry has lobbied for better terms. Uh, the government has done a really good job of reducing the burden to the heirs, making sure that there's equity that can be preserved in the home and providing safeguards and protections for the homeowner as well. There's no servicing fees. There's no, I like to call them junk fees. Uh, there's no ex additional fees. It's simply interest that is added to the balance that's borrowed. On top of the interest, there's an, an upfront mortgage insurance premium and an annual mortgage insurance premium. The upfront premium is going to be 2% of the appraised value. So that's kind of the barrier to entry to get into the reverse mortgage. It's a part of the closing costs that can be financed into the loan. But whatever your the value of your home is, 2% is paid to FHA, and that initializes your mortgage insurance, that gap insurance that we discussed. In so addition, there's also an annual mortgage insurance premium, and that's half of a percent, 0.5% of the ongoing balance that you carry that is added to your loan amount that becomes due and payable when you leave the home. So there's two ways that FHA receives the premium for the insurance. So the, so the, the, the first one is a 2% two, 2 of the appraised value of the home, not 2% of the loan. Correct, 2% of the appraised value of the home. Gotcha. So what happens if, you know, mom gets sick, mom has to go into, um, you know, a nursing home or a rehab facility because they fell and broke their leg and, you know, supposed to only be, be there for three weeks and it ends up being six weeks, ends up being, you know, where it's, you know, six months. What happens at that point? Yeah, well, Gary, look, I mean, this is a loan for older homeowners. So this happens all the time. Uh, the requirement is that you occupy the home as your primary residence, which means at least six months and a day out of the year. But look, stuff happens, right? So if you're going to go into a short-term care facility, that's fine. No, no worries there. If it's going to be longer than six months in a day, you want to contact the service provider on the loan and remain in contact with the service provider. Communication is paramount here. Um, the service providers, of course, understand that this happens a lot and there's short-term care, there's long-term care. If it's going to be something that's more long-term and it's likely that you're not going to return to the home, at that point, the loan will come due and payable. Um, and together with, with the homeowner and their family and their advisors, they'll want to figure out, uh, is it even beneficial to keep the home any longer? Most of the time, if you're going to go into a long-term care facility, you're going to have to sell the home in order to pay to be in that facility. Or why wouldn't you sell the home? Because why, why would you carry any mortgage at all and even have interest, even if it's a reverse mortgage where you don't have to make a payment, why have any mortgage at all at that point? It's going to be more beneficial to sell the house pay back what you owe in the reverse mortgage and use the additional equity to help pay for the care in the long-term care facility. But my best advice in that situation is communicate, communicate, communicate. 
Uh, you're gonna get a monthly statement every month in the mail. That monthly statement will have the name and number of the service provider. Be in constant, even if you can't do it, because of course you're focused on care, designate somebody in your family that's going to be the communicator to the service provider and always remain in contact with that service provider. With, you know, with these different, with, with the reverse uh, mortgage loans, what am I allowed to use that money for? Really, you can use it for anything. There's no restrictions on what you use the money for. Now, what we see a lot of our clients using the money for is one to fund long-term care, whether that's a long-term care insurance policy or whether that's to self-fund care. Uh, a reverse mortgage is an also it, it, another great way to fund long-term care with a reverse mortgage is look, if you long-term care insurance policies aren't cheap, they're great, but they're not cheap. So if you're somebody that has a monthly mortgage payment, a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month, the reverse mortgage can pay off and replace your current mortgage loan, eliminating the mandatory mortgage payment, thus freeing up the cash flow for you to fund that long-term care insurance policy. That's one way to use the money. Another way to use the money is to put it in a reverse mortgage line of credit. You don't have to take any money out or you can only take what you need out. The rest can be funneled into a reverse mortgage line of credit. The reverse mortgage line of credit offers a cost of living increase each and every year. It's a growth rate and it grows by half of a percent over the interest rate that you're paying on the loan. And so if you're somebody that doesn't need money now, but you want to set up a line of credit as a buffer asset um, or, or just a rainy day fund, put it all in the line of credit. If you never use it, you never owe it. But it's a great insurance policy in case of a down market or in case uh, you need to fund long-term care, if you need to fund healthcare costs or any emergency costs. Uh, but there's really no restrictions on what you can use the money for. We have a lot of clients that take it out just to enhance their lifestyle. Uh, perhaps they want to retrofit the home. They want to remodel the home to, to ensure that the home is suitable to meet their needs as they're growing older and aging in place. Some clients just say, you know what? We want to travel the world. We've never gotten a chance to just enjoy life and enjoy retirement. Our kids are growing. They're out of the house. We're going to take some money out. It's our money anyway. We paid it in there. And we're just going to do what we want to do with it. So now you talked about using it like a line of credit. Uh, type thing. So if I use it as a as a as a line of credit, and I haven't withdrawn any money from it, I guess first, am I being charged interest on it? Second, am I still having to pay that uh, the FHA fee that you talked about? You know, uh, at the beginning and uh, annually. Yeah, to set up the line of credit, you would pay closing costs. And when I say pay closing costs, it's up to you whether you pay them actually out of pocket or finance them into the loan. Most folks finance them into the loan. Uh, and you can finance 100% of the closing costs into the loan, by the way. Um, the barrier to entry, I like to call it, is the closing costs and the mortgage insurance premium. Once you pay those fees, if you don't use the line of credit, you never owe anything on it. And there's no interest being accru accumulated on those funds. Right. So it's, they just sit there in reserve. They're on standby. If you need them, you can tap into them strategically over time. All reverse mortgage proceeds are tax-free because think about how that money got there. You paid taxes on it and then you paid it into the home. So you've already paid taxes on that money. Now, when you're taking it out as a loan against the home, there's no taxes on it. And so that's another really strategic way to look at this. If you have to pull from your 401k or your IRA or your retirement portfolio, chances are 
you're paying taxes on every distribution. Not only are you paying taxes, but you're also limiting future growth because you're pulling that total sum down. Every time you, do, every time you take a withdrawal, your number comes down. So less growth, more taxes versus using the equity in the home first, no taxes, and you're using it from a lower growth potential asset. So in going through, you know, because because again, there, there's subtle differences between, you know, kind of I'm going to say more the more conventional mortgages that we understand versus versus the reverse mortgage. So when you're saying that there's closing costs, are they the same type of closing costs that I would if I if I, you know, refinanced or I purchased a home? Are they the same same closing costs? Same closing costs, title, recordation, that sort of thing. Yeah, the closing costs aren't different. The only difference is the insurance. Okay. And then what on the reverse mortgage side drives what the interest rate is? Because I know lots of times on the conventional side, depends on your income, your debt to equity ratio, your credit score and so forth. What is it that, that drives it for the reverse mortgage side? These are, these are phenomenal questions. I mean, really phenomenal questions. Uh, so the interest rate is determined by a rate margin and an index. So the rate margin is negotiable with your lender. Uh, current rate margins that are being offered are anywhere between two to two and a half percent. And on top of that margin, you add the index. Um, reverse mortgages have used the LIBOR index for about the past 10 years. And we're making a transition in the industry right now. Uh, most people don't know, but the LIBOR is being phased away. Uh, come 2021, the LIBOR is going away. So the industry has moved to the CMT index. Uh, it's likely that probably end of next year, maybe into 2022, we go to the SOFR index. Um, they're all about the same. Uh, the blend between the rate margin and the current CMT index puts you at a start interest rate of the high twos, two, eight, two, nine. Okay. Tell us, give us, give us a, a good story about somebody that you, that you helped out um, or a, with a reverse mortgage that really makes you proud that you're able to able to help them? This is easy. My parents. I just did a reverse mortgage for my parents last month. Uh, it, it was a very emotional transaction, Gary. I got to tell you, they, I think my parents represent what I think most of our clients look like, right? They've worked hard their whole life, blue collar. They still work today. Uh, my, my dad is in his early 70s. My mom is in her late 60s. They've done everything right, but they were late savers. Right? They, they gave everything to myself and my sister. They, they saved late. So they didn't accumulate enough for retirement to really be comfortable. You know, they, they, they live a decent lifestyle and they live a great, I mean, great life. Uh, they're, they're not in need for anything, but they worry. And I worry, and my sister worries that they're going to outlive their money. Mm -hmm. uh, knock on, I, I pray to God that that's the case, because, <laughs> but, but most of their wealth is in their home equity. They've worked hard to make mortgage payments their whole life. They've, they've preserved equity in their home. And they're in a position right now where that wealth represents the largest portion of their net worth. And so I've been, I've been trying to talk my mom and dad into taking a reverse mortgage out for a long time. And, and their rebuttal back to me was, well, I want to leave the home to you and your sister. Okay. We don't need it. I don't want their money. What I've tried to explain to her is that it's likely, even though I don't need your money, you would actually leave me more if you took the reverse mortgage. And that's contrary to popular belief. Most people believe that 
Well, how's that possible? If, you're, if your interest is accumulating over time and your balance is going up over time, because that's how reverse mortgages work, if you don't make a, mor a mor monthly mortgage payment, how am I going to leave you more money? It's because we can let their 401ks and their IRAs continue to grow without taking those withdrawals out. Uh, we also eliminated their mortgage payment. They had a $1,400 a month mortgage payment that we eliminated. Their plan is to continue to make payments until they no longer can. Uh, what I'm trying to get them to do right now is, look, forget making that monthly mortgage payment. Use it to fund a long-term care policy. Uh, my grandfather right now is 97 years old, <laughs> and he, he's been healthy as a rock his whole life. Uh, and COVID has really affected him pretty severely. He was always active and uh, not being active anymore and not being able to get around and about. It, it's really harmed his health. And we're, we're, we're experiencing as a family right now how difficult long-term care is. Uh, I'm certified in long-term care. Uh, I, I'm one of the only reverse mortgage professionals in the country with that designation. So I really have a deep understanding of the, the impacts of long-term care, not only on the consumer and, and the person in need of care, but on the family as well. So I'm trying to talk them into getting a long-term care policy. But bottom line is they have a lot of additional cash flow freed up, $1,400 a month, and they're able to draw wealth out of their home to just live a more comfortable retirement, to, to ensure and to provide them with the peace of mind that they're just not gonna outlive their money. And to me, that's the story of reverse mortgages. And, and that's the power and the impact of reverse mortgages. And it's what drives me and gets me out of bed every day. And it's why I love what I do so much. Right. So I guess, explain the difference between somebody, you know, coming to somebody like you, a professional, you know, that's been doing this for a number of years versus, you know, we hear, you know, the TV commercials and things like that of, you know, people saying, oh, you should get your reverse mortgage and things. What kind of, what's the difference? I mean, um, you know, using a professional versus kind of the, I'm going to say the online version of things. There's a bit, there's a big difference. There's a really big difference. My, my best advice to anybody seeking to learn about a reverse mortgage you got to work with somebody that exclusively does reverse mortgages. Even though they're called a mortgage, it is night and day from the traditional mortgage side of our industry. I think one of the big problems in our industry today is that my license, my mortgage license, is the same license of somebody who does traditional mortgages. Mm -hmm. I've chosen for reverse mortgages to be my niche. That's my passion. That's what I specialize in. And I think our firm is the best in the country. I'm a little biased, of course, but I really think that we're great at what we do. And I have a phenomenal team behind me. Most folks that obtain a reverse mortgage do so with a loan originator that only does reverse mortgages, you know, here and there. They may do one or two per year. We're doing 20 a month, 25 a month. Uh, there's a big difference there in not only the expertise and the skill set, but just well, look, once anybody can take a mortgage application, but then what? We, we've, we've developed a very streamlined process to make this a very smooth and easy transaction. But I think we also can speak more to the astute, savvier homeowner that wants to understand how they incorporate their equity within their retirement strategy. And, and a everyday loan officer just isn't going to be able to have that detailed of a conversation. It's not what they do, right? If somebody came to me to buy a home and they were a first-time home buyer in their 20s, I could probably do it. It wouldn't be a pleasant experience for me or them, but it would, it would get done. And I think that's what happens in our industry too much. We have too many loans that just get done 
and it's a terrible experience for everybody involved. So my, my best advice, work with somebody, seek somebody that only does reverse mortgage, that has the knowledge and has the skill set and has the expertise and also has the strategic partnerships that we have. We're involved with financial planning firms, estate uh, and trust attorneys. You know, we have a whole roster of third-party individuals that we can refer on a referral basis to make sure that you have a bulletproof and well-rounded retirement. We're not just here to offer you reverse mortgages. We're here to be a resource to help you create a better retirement. Right. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the, the horror stories over the years of, you know, the reverse mortgages and stuff like that. Um, you said that things have really changed over the past, you know, two to five to 10 years. Um, I guess what's, because you've, I'm sure you've heard more horror stories than I have. Okay. You know, kind of, what's, what's the biggest horror story that, you, that you've heard, but that you know isn't true that, you know, our listeners can, can kind of hear from someone? I think we've cleared up a lot of the, the you know, the myths about it, but um, give, give us something else. Yeah, you know, I, I saw I saw a segment on the news. It was a Houston, uh, Texas news broadcast a few months ago, and they covered a story on this woman in her 80s that was foreclosed on. Terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible, tragic, and and, and it, it tugs at all heartstrings. But that when they reported it, they reported well she got foreclosed on because she had a reverse mortgage, and that couldn't be further from the truth. This was somebody who took their reverse mortgage out years back before there was all the rules and safeguards and regulations that there are today. It would be very difficult for her situation to happen today. What happened is she took the reverse mortgage out, probably wasn't the right tool for her to use at that point. She should have sold the home and, and downsized, perhaps rent it. Uh, her income level just wasn't suitable. It wasn't suitable for her to be a homeowner any longer but she took out a reverse mortgage. She took a lot of cash out of her home. That cash was quickly used up and she didn't have enough money left to pay her taxes and the insurance. I don't care if you have a reverse mortgage, a traditional mortgage or no mortgage at all, Gary, if you don't pay your taxes or your insurance, you're gonna get foreclosed on. Your local municipality will at some point come knocking on your door. And if you don't pay your taxes, Uncle Sam will, will foreclose on your home. And that's what happened with her. The reporting was very misleading. It's not true that because she had a reverse mortgage, she got foreclosed on. Now, she did have a reverse mortgage. Uh, maybe she wasn't informed when she took out her reverse mortgage of the obligations. I don't know. But the bottom line is nobody that has a reverse mortgage can ever lose their home so long as they pay the taxes, the insurance, and they maintain the home. And they occupy the home as their principal residence at least six months in a day out of the year. And that's just one example of stories similar to that that I've heard over the years. And it's very unfortunate because it, it diminishes the impact of, of how reverse mortgages have helped over a million homeowners nationwide live a better retirement. And I think those stories that the media portrays uh, in, the, in the light that they do, it's just a dangerous narrative to put out there. And, it, and it's very misleading and it's not true. So... I believe in education. I think that if we educate our clients, um, it's going to help them understand their options and maybe help them make it make a decision. Um, I know that that you do education uh, for people. Can you tell our listeners about some of the 
different education things that you're doing and how they can find these so they can learn more about, you know, the, the reverse mortgages. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in normal times, pre-COVID times, we're out there doing seminars on a monthly basis uh, where we, we would rent out a dining hall or a restaurant and we would send invites out. We would advertise on TV and radio and shows like yours. Um, and we would drive awareness that way. And it's a great way to learn to come out to an in-person event, very hands-off, no sales, enjoy dinner on us and learn about reverse mortgages. And great, if you're interested, come see us after the event. And if not, no harm, no foul. We hope you enjoyed your dinner. Right. Uh, those we've done for over 10 years, and they've been a great way, especially in our local community in the Mid-Atlantic, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Delaware. We've made a big impact in helping people understand reverse mortgages that way. Uh, we're doing webinars now. I'm on shows like yours. Uh, we're providing information via our website. We have a new video series that we put together where we, we recorded 37 videos that will cover the gamut about reverse mortgages from funding long-term care to stretching retirement savings to modifying the home, just different unique ways to use reverse mortgages. Uh, we're all over social media, putting out education and information as well. You know, I, I like to think that we're leading the way to change the conversation about how reverse mortgages are used. Uh, we're getting there. It's, we're not there yet. I think by and large, uh, there's still a lot of myths and misconceptions about the loan that need to be overcome. Uh, but we're really actively trying to pursue all avenues and, and all opportunities to just spread the, the gospel, if you will, of, of reverse mortgages and how great they are. So, so tell us, I mean, how, how can our listeners find that? Uh, is it through your website or, or what is it? How, how do they find this? Yeah, our, our website is the Stephen J. Sless group.com. It's the Stephen J. Sless group.com uh, on LinkedIn and Facebook at more, M-O-R-E with Sless, my last name, more with Sless little play on words there. Uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, anywhere on social media. Uh, feel free to follow me. I post at least three, four times a week and it's all reverse mortgage related. You may see some pictures of my family and kids mixed in there as well because I'm super proud of them. Uh, but most of my posts are business related and about reverse mortgages. Uh, and give us a call. If you just want to have a conversation about reverse mortgages, learn about reverse mortgages and a very uh, easy to understand and hands-off approach. Uh, our contact number is 410-814-7575, 410-814-7575. Uh, and if you mention that you called in from the show, I will make sure that I call you back and speak with you personally. Great. And I really appreciate that. And I think the listeners will too. Appreciate your time. Appreciate all, all of the education that we got today on this. Uh, today, our guest has been Steve Celeste. Uh, he is the premier mortgage, reverse mortgage guru. Um, we appreciate your time today. Likewise, Gary. Thank you so much. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.